WVOW Local News, now. West Virginia Transportation Secretary involved in a traffic stop after police received a 911 call. That call, according to police, may have been fraudulent. I'm Bob Fields. On Tuesday night last week, State Transportation Secretary Jimmy Riston was stopped by Charleston police while driving on Interstate 77 south of the Capitol. The traffic stop followed a call to 911 by a person who identified themselves as an off-duty officer. The caller alleged Riston was driving erratically. According to Charleston Police Chief Scott Dempsey, recent investigation has determined that the caller not only provided false information, but also a false identity. Riston allegedly smelled of alcohol, but passed two field sobriety tests, and officers believed a breathalyzer test to be inconclusive and inconsistent with other tests. According to Dempsey, there was no sufficient evidence to charge Riston, and he was allowed to call a friend to pick him up. The morning after the traffic stop, multiple media outlets received an anonymous email containing photos and a video of the stop in progress. During his Wednesday media briefing, Governor Jim Justice told reporters how he feels about the whole situation. How Jim Justice feels, he's very concerned. And, uh, and how Jim Justice feels, probably disappointed. Kanawha County prosecutors have received the information of the case to consider possible charges against the caller. This is WVOW News. Don't let aches and pains put you on the sidelines. Lingering pain from aging or injuries can impair your ability to move and take the fun out of everyday activities. Let Logan Regional Medical Center get you back in the game. Take a joint pain assessment at loganregionalmedicalcenter.com slash orthopedics to find out how we can help alleviate pain, increase mobility and range of motion, and get you back to living your life to its fullest. Logan Regional Medical Center. Be well, live well. That's why we're here. Coming up on Metro News Hotline. On the Thursday Leap Day edition of the program, Jermaine Lucier will be here in the 3 o'clock hour to talk about the opening of Dune 2 this weekend. Kathy Matea joins us at 4. Amy Smith on the financial markets and Kevin Kinder on the Mountaineers and more at 533. Plus your calls, texts, tweets, interrupt, and our question of the day. Metro News Hotline with Dave Weekly. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 at WVMetroNews.com and on this Metro News station. WVOW 1290 AM. Senators changed a proposal to alter West Virginia's unemployment. According to Senator Eric Nelson from Kanawha County, changes are necessary to assure stability of the state's unemployment trust fund, to ease financial pressure on the employers, and to assure unemployment will remain available to laid-off workers. We need to provide predictability to our employer base. We need to provide certainty to those that unfortunately have lost a job. Senators voted 24 to 7 in favor of the latest version's passage. The bill now goes to the House of Delegates. Senators first introduced proposed changes to unemployment benefits during a finance committee meeting last weekend. The most significant change would use West Virginia's seasonally adjusted unemployment rate to determine the maximum number of weeks of benefit eligibility. So, for example, if the average unemployment rate were below 5.5%, the maximum duration of benefits would be 12 weeks. The maximum number of weeks of unemployment in current West Virginian law is 26. That earlier bill would have lowered the maximum weekly benefit rate from its current 66 and two-thirds percent of average weekly wages down to 55 percent. The version introduced on Wednesday evening would allow a maximum 24 weeks of unemployment eligibility. It no longer pegs the number of weeks of eligibility to the unemployment rate. Instead, the bill would lower the amount of the benefit over time. A new proposal would start at 70 percent of average weekly wages, higher than the current rate, over the first four-week period of unemployment. From there, the benefit would gradually go lower, so for the second 
second four-week period, the benefit rate would be 65% of the worker's weekly wage. That would continue through the sixth four-week period, when the benefit rate would be 45%. The first version of the Senate Unemployment Bill received criticism for being introduced up against the backdrop of hundreds of job losses at Cleveland Cliffs and Weirton and Allegheny Wood Productions at locations around the state. Senator Mike Caputo from Marion County says the changes are too significant to pass right up against a legislative deadline. We can't get this wrong. It's too important to too many people. This, in my opinion, senators, don't have to be done today. This version of the bill would not take effect until January 1st next year if signed into law. The West Virginia Education Association and the American Federation of Teachers West Virginia are merging into one organization. The announcement of the merger came on Wednesday's Metro News talk line. AFTWV President Fred Albert said the merger will create strength in numbers. We feel that it it would be best to have a more of a unified voice and, and look to the future with a new organization that is merged. WVEA President Dale Lee, also a guest on Talkline, said there were multiple factors into the recent decision. Those factors included statewide teacher strikes in 2018 and in 2019, as well as recent legislation in the state legislature, which Lee referred to as a tax on public education. According to Lee, if teachers unions are going to save the public education of West Virginia, having one large organization will not only have a stronger influence on state legislation, but also on issues voted on in elections. And according to Lee, it's going to have to be a united effort. Not only will we have a little more influence because they won't be able to play us against each other, which they've done. Does that happen now? Oh, yes, it's happened many times times in the past. But it will also uh, give us a stronger voice to make in going into elections to make these political decisions. Members of the unions will still be part of their respective national organizations. A plan to work out how members will pay dues is currently being discussed. And according to Lee, both he and President Albert will be hearing input from members regarding the new organization moving forward. Each of the governing bodies of the WVEA and the AFTWV will vote on the merger at some point next year. The merger is scheduled to be finalized in September of 2025. West Virginia senators unanimously passed their own state budget plan with no mention of proposals made by Governor Justice. The Senate version of the budget bill was introduced on Wednesday and underwent three straight readings without any debate. Putnam County Republican Senate Finance Chairman Eric Tarr gave a general rundown of the budget plan. In total, the Senate's proposed general revenue appropriation for fiscal year 2025 is $4,933,518,063. Before the beginning of the regular legislative session, Governor Jim Justice gave a budget proposal which included tax cuts, one of which was an elimination of the state tax on Social Security benefits. Justice's proposal added approximately $360 million over the budget for this fiscal year. There was no talk of tax cuts or pay raises on the Senate floor. According to Tarr, this version of the budget is only a slight increase over the current. The Senate's proposed committee substitute increases spending over fiscal year 2024 by just under $77 million. This is only the first of several steps towards passing a final version of the upcoming state budget, so the Senate proposal could see any number of changes. The House of Delegates will also be drafting their own proposal for the budget, and legislators will have to reach a compromise. Kentucky U.S. Senator Mitch McConnell announced he is stepping down as the Senate leader of the Republican Party. Senator McConnell turned 82 last week and announced from the floor of the Senate Wednesday he will be stepping down from the leadership position this November. As long as I'm drawing breath on this earth, I will defend American exceptionalism. So as I've been thinking about when I would deliver some news to the Senate, 
I always imagined a moment when I had total clarity and peace about the sunset of my work. A moment when I'm certain I have helped preserve the ideals I so strongly believe. That day arrived today. He is the longest serving leader in the Senate history at almost two decades. And reporting from ABC News, the U.S. Supreme Court will weigh in on whether former President Donald Trump can claim sweeping presidential immunity in the criminal case against him for alleged election subversion in 2020 and January 6th. An order issued Wednesday says the justices will hear oral arguments the week of April 22nd. An Illinois state judge ruled Trump ineligible to appear on the state's March 19th primary ballot under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment on Wednesday, a decision that overrules a unanimous decision from the Illinois State Board of Elections last month that Trump could remain eligible. The judge gave the former president's lawyers until Friday to file an appeal. Meanwhile, Trump and President Biden traveled to the Texas border today, both candidates trying to turn the nation's broken immigration system to their political advantage, Biden in Brownsville and Trump in Eagle Pass, with around 300 miles separating them. The Texas trip follows Biden's doctor on Wednesday, saying the president's physical exam showed no new concerns. Dr. Kevin O'Connor in a written report calling the president healthy, active, and fit to execute the duties of the office. The president's physical did not include a cognitive exam, and the doctor said it was unnecessary. High school state basketball tournament starting to take shape. Here's WVOW's Aaron Stone with more. Wednesday night in girls basketball action. Chapmanville defeated Summers County, moving on to the state tournament in Charleston. Final score, Chapmanville 62, Summers County 34. Also Wednesday night, Wyoming East punched their ticket to the state tournament, defeating Mingo Central. Final score, the Wyoming East girls 71, Mingo Central 34. That's in Class AA action. In Class AAA, Wayne defeated Ripley 64-32. And the Logan girls are out after the Battle of the Wildcats Wednesday night. Nitro defeated Logan. Final score, Nitro 50, Logan 32. On the boys' side of things, in Class AAA right now, Logan advanced with a win over Lincoln County Tuesday night. That final score, Logan 59, Lincoln County 35. Wayne held off Scott with a final score of 57 to 53. Now number one, Logan hosts number two, Wayne, this Friday. WVOW's feature game, a sectional play title set for Friday night between Chapmanville, the number one Tigers, hosting Mingo Central. Coverage of the Class AA Region 3 Section 2 Championship on WVOW begins at 6.50 from Chris Kidd and Bill Lusk. Tip-off set for 7. For WVOW Sports, I'm Aaron Stone. Get local news on demand at WVOWradio.com or on your smart device with the WVOW mobile app. Here's the Coalfields forecast from the Storm Tracker 13 Weather Center. I'm Storm Tracker 13 Chief Meteorologist Spencer Adkins. Hey friends, it's dry but cold today at about 47 degrees across the coal fields, and then overnight we drop back down to about 28. Moving ahead, Friday we have second half of the day rain showers possible. I bring an umbrella and we'll look for the high around 54 degrees. And then on Saturday morning we get a shower and that moves away. We'll have partly sunny skies and we're warming up. The trend is warmer. 64 and then Sunday, 73 with a sunny afternoon. My 13 News Chief Meteorologist Spencer Atkins. Listen throughout the day or click on tristateupdate.com for more weather information from the Storm Tracker 13 Weather Center.
Hi, Toppy Kirchival from Tuckline on Metro News. We invite you to join us weekdays, 10.06 till noon, to keep up on what's happening in West Virginia. And remember, on Wednesdays and Thursdays, we broadcast live from the AARP broadcast location in the upper rotunda of the state capitol. It's where you find out what's happening in West Virginia. Talk line weekdays at 10.06 on this Metro News radio station. WVOW 1290 AM.